Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. How is the audio? Because I think the audio is good. We're trying a couple of new things. If you are watching this, you can notice that Matt Steele has a different mic stand. I'm free to move my arms. Exactly. Look, I don't want you to feel so constricted. The video and is so symmetrical because both of our mics are coming at like, us from different angles. I know. I love yeah. that we're just verbalizing what it looks like for people that are just listening to us. But you know what? We want to make sure that we can paint a picture for you. Oh, my God. We are storytellers first and foremost. I mean, absolutely. Just like Little Mama and Lip Gloss and Taylor Swift and most songs. Oh, my God. Th that's the trio that I knew that one day we would be uh, mentioned with. Absolutely. It's yes. a beautiful trio. Absolutely. <laughs> this episode of Two Gay Mats is brought to you by Skillshare. We all know I love nothing more than a day job where I can close my computer right at 6 p.m. and focus on my passion projects like Two Gay Mats and Matt Palmer Music. The good part's available now. Ever since we started doing things like live streams and actually posting to TikTok, I've wanted to sharpen my skills in those areas, and Skillshare is the best place to do just that. With Skillshare, I'm excited to learn more about film and video, about Photoshop, about marketing, which I am famously terrible at, and I'm excited to learn from creators and professionals who are actually masters of it. So if you're one of the first 1,000 people to click the link in the episode description, you can sign up for Skillshare and get your first month completely free. So why wait? Click the link in the episode description and sign up for Skillshare today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, welcome back to Two Gay Mats. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. And we're back again with another week. And all is well over here. Matt Steele, how is, is all well with you? All is fine. All is fine. <laughs> all is well. You know what? I'm here, I'm breathing, I'm alive. So all is well. I love that. That's I love that too. a beautiful way to look at life. I would love it more if things were better. <laughs> How could things be better? Oh, like, I don't know. I could, like, find a rich husband who's, okay. like, really, really, really rich. Yeah. And also, like, really, really hot. Nice like, as well. Oh, I was on the list. Of course. Okay. But, you know, I would never date a meanie. When have I ever, like, been attracted to a meanie? I, true, but sometimes you go on a first date, you don't know that they are mean. And you just go and you're like, oh, you're mean. But if they're mean and very rich... And um, hot, as I'm trying to think of your list, do you go on another date with them? I won't find them hot if they're mean. Wow. Oh, I, you know I love nothing more than just like a big old like softy. You do love a softy. I love a guy I, who you can just tell is sweet right away. That's like, that's like, oh, that just warms my heart. You like a softy and a quiet person. Oh, just like a sweet, soft-spoken guy. Someone who's like an audience member to the Matt Steele show. Oh. That's what you want, and I love that. I believe that's very feasible. Someone who will clap along to, you know, my rhythms. Okay, your beautiful rhythms. How was your week, Matt Steele? My week was nice. I did literally, besides work, I did literally the exact same things that you did. Like Thursday, I came here because there was a rumor that <laughs> <laughs> there was a rumor from some sort of online forum or whatever yeah. that Beyonce's Renaissance visuals were going to drop on Friday morning or like Thursday night yes. or something. And you know what? I was like, okay, there's a 0.5% chance that this will happen, right. but I'm going to Matt Palmer's to record our two game ads anyway, in case that happened and right. we had to suddenly go live. Because the thought was we were going to go live and do a live emergency podcast reviewing uh, the Renaissance album visuals, which hopefully we will still do um, when it occurs. Yes, but hopefully we're together. Hopefully we're together. Because like, that's the thing is I'm going to Costa Rica in a couple of months. And if it drops while I'm in Costa Rica... Oh, I will break into your apartment <laughs> and set these little microphones up my damn self right. and figure it out. Mm. And I will be here, pot streaming live. I, I mean, I dare you. I <laughs> truly dare you. I don't foresee that. But yes, hopefully we're together when this all drops and it happens and my fingers are crossed. Yeah. So we would we on Thursday we were like, let's rather let's be safe rather than sorry. Yes. So that's why our last regular video that we recorded was here. Um, it did not happen, but you know, That's we okay. still had a lovely time together. That's good. Yeah. We would have had a better time if we had visuals, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, and, uh, also Saturday I saw, uh, our friend Janie
Janie's comedy show. Yes, our friend Janie is a part of something called the Female Gaze. They've been doing it for nine years, and it started in New York, and it's out here for a special performance. It's essentially like a The View parody, but instead of like five ladies around a round table, there are 12 women on stage uh, doing improv, and they all have different stories and different bits and uh, games that they are playing on stage yeah. as the hosts of this show, it's, and it's, it's so hilarious. Such a brilliant idea, because it's like each person has their own like quirk yes. and like the quirk could be something completely random like one time I vacationed in Hawaii and I never stopped talking about it and so <laughs> every topic they talk about each panelist has to keep bringing up their specific quirk right. and it's just so funny the things they did like they spoof like the women when the women come on and they're like like clapping with the audience and <laughs> hugging each other and like moving chairs like it's, it's, it's like a 20 minute intro where they're just moving chairs like back and forth it's so funny it's truly brilliant and they are also supportive of one another. So I believe it's going to happen again at UCBLA in the future. So keep an eye out on my socials and Janie's socials because you want to see female gays. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I did that as well. Uh, I'm trying to think if I did do anything differently than you did. Oh, well, I after that went to our friend Joe and Tim's house and we played video games very late into the evening, which was very fun. Uh, and they're also moving close by me. So now I won't have to drive to their place because I'll be able to walk there. Ugh. Like a walkable distance. Can you imagine? All of your people are like moving within like very walkable distances. I know. Not me, not me. <laughs> I mean, if ever you nowhere. wanted to move over by me, you know, it's always welcome. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful place. Moving is so much energy. Hello, it is bad. And I, you know, I love that neighborhood that I am You do, in. you're in a good neighborhood. I live in the boba capital of the world, baby. <laughs> I mean, you still haven't tried the boba by here. You should try it. Oh, maybe. I did. Oh, how did you like it? A couple weeks ago, it was very good. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad it's good enough for you. Um, I'm trying to think of what else happened this weekend. We watched, got updated on Drag Race, watched the latest episode. We're down to the final four. I'm very excited about the final four. Uh, and then tonight, Succession comes back. And it's like, it was almost my giving me moments, but it's like, I actually haven't seen a frame of the new season. <laughs> but it was really exciting just to see that it already has a perfect Rotten Tomatoes score. Now that I assume the review embargo has lifted, people are like, this is the strongest run of episodes the show has had yet. And I'm okay. just like, the show's already been so excellent. And as mad as I am that it's the final season, the fact that we're ending on a high note is beautiful. And I get like for creative and artistic reasons why it's good to do that. Oh no, a show I love is having great episodes. I'm but pissed. But it's also ending, and I am pissed. Okay, but like th- that means that the finale is going to culminate into something really thrilling and exciting. And don't you want that as a consumer of television? Sure, but also it doesn't seem to culminate clearly enough because I'm Sarah Snook was the one that said, "Oh, I didn't know until the table read of that final episode that it was actually the last episode of the show." So it wasn't like a clear absolute ending while they were making the last season they didn't know it was the last season so I am just worried that it's going to feel unfinished to me but again I'm more excited than worried but worries in there you're excited and scared excited and scared like Little Red Riding Hood yeah absolutely I am Um, so wait do you hear about Kelly Clarkson Oh, of course I heard about Kelly Clarkson. Kelly, she spoke to me directly. She spoke directly. It, or that's what it felt like in the TikTok or whatever that she released. I <laughs> it felt was like, like she's talking to me. I saw an Instagram video. I don't know if it was a reel or if it was longer than a reel, but uh, Kelly has confirmed that her new album is called Chemistry, which, by the way, I have a song called Chemistry. So great minds think alike there. Well, it's a little different because her song, her album is called Chemistry and your song is called Chemistry. <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, but the album is coming soon. There's a rumor that these are unsubstantiated, but from what we've heard on the streets, the same streets that told us that Renaissance was coming out last Friday, but that she's releasing a dual single. The dual single is one song is called Me and the other is called Mine, which is confusing. <laughs> but we, the date is supposedly for those singles is are supposedly April 13th. <gasps> There's a leaked track list, 14 tracks. Apparently there was a song supposedly with Steve Martin. I don't even know what to say except I'm so excited and thrilled. If you have been listening to us, if you've watched any video of ours, you know how much we are on Team Kelly. Yes. And I just cannot wait to dive in. And the way she describes the album, she's like, I didn't want it to be all sad and angry and upset because I went through this thing because there were beautiful parts of that relationship as well and I thought it was important to tell the full story like the good the bad the ugly and that's what I'm already so excited about you're gonna get a 360 degree picture of what that relationship and the end of it was like the full arc of the relationship but the thing is like even the happy songs I'm gonna be devastated right because I'm gonna be like oh she's looking back on this happy moment right and she's probably like you know thinking about it fondly but you know sad about it and I don't want Kelly to be sad and I love the title chemistry because it's like we've all been with people where it's like the chemistry is there 
but the compatibility uh, is not. And it's like that compatibility is more important even than the chemistry, but the chemistry is such a driving force and can blind you to things that you may see later on. <laughs> I just... Guys, guys, I, we are ready for this. And we're already crying about we, it. We love Kelly. We love the idea. We love a divorce album. Yes. It's going to be the best thing that's ever happened. I can't believe it's really happening. And actually soon, even though I hate the word soon, it feels like by soon she means months. Like I believe we'll have this album in May, latest June. Okay. That's my thought. Okay. And the fact that Steve Martin is on it, like Steve Martin could be a future Grammy winner for album of the year. <laughs> Hopefully he is. Oh, that'll be amazing. I, mean, I love if, Steve Martin. If Steve Martin wins album of the year before Beyonce, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I'm going to be pissed fully. Uh, um, okay. So to dive into some less fun discussion, Jonathan Majors, who we've talked several times about on this podcast, was arrested in New York City over the weekend, but uh, his people said he did nothing wrong. According to TMZ, there was um, trigger warning, by the way, if you're listening to this, this is going to discuss domestic violence. Feel free to fast forward if this is triggering for you. TMZ relays that uh, the authorities were told that Majors and his girlfriend got into an argument while returning home from a bar, and that's when he assaulted her. When uh, authorities arrived after she called, they noticed visible injuries to Majors' girlfriend, including a laceration behind her ear, redness, and marks her face, and arrested Majors. He is charged with strangulation, assault, and harassment of women. As we were discussing this earlier, apparently uh, the girlfriend has recanted her statement according to his lawyer. His lawyer is maintaining his innocence. Um, so I guess it's kind of a wait and see situation. Yeah. Uh, she, I believe it was the morning after that she went to police though. I just, it's just so upsetting. Just like allegedly, if this happened as it is alleged, it is just so disheartening and upsetting for this guy, this actor who was really getting off the ground and was having, had such goodwill behind him. And he was going to be the lead of this franchise for Marvel that like was going to spin off into TV shows. Creed three, he was a part of and did an amazing job. Apparently and it's just this year he had a movie coming out. He has a movie coming out like in December, apparently called magazine dreams mm. or magazine dream. I'm not sure. Um, and people were like, he is utterly phenomenal. It's a slam dunk Oscar nomination mm. like that. It would have been for him. Like, so he, and the fact that he became so famous so, so quickly, like he's only been famous for like a month and a half, like right. it feels like, but you know, he's just been out there so much, which is like, you know, like I guess he has like a great team that was like working behind him, especially because mm. he's the lead of this Marvel franchise now. Yeah. And so that he was really getting pushed out there and to have it all suddenly like this happen, like when that was starting to rise, he was starting to become a household name. It's right. like, wait, wait, what? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, it very much is a wait and see right. what this what happens right. situation. I mean, his his lawyer says that there's like provable evidence. I believe like video evidence or something that proves his innocence. But it's so who who knows? Right. I mean, it's, it's really there's not much to say other than just like we hope the woman who was assaulted is Allegedly. doing okay yes. and. Uh, and I, I guess I we just hope have everyone to is safe. I'm in a perfect world. This will all have been a misunderstanding but if it is not it's like it's just so sickening to read the TMZ report of what allegedly occurred that night and you know I I look forward to never engaging with him in any sort of capacity if this turns out to be true but I'm hoping that it's not so we'll wait and see there was a wasn't there a viral tweet that went around a while ago yeah like right before the Oscars I think and it was A.B. Allen it was the Twitter user said there's a particular actor relatively new on the scene who Twitter has violently fallen head over heels for who in actuality is a vicious cruel and abusive human being both professionally and, and both professionally and in his personal life and every new viral thirst tweet about him drives me insane and apparently that Twitter user said ding, 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 when someone said, oh, this sounds like it's Jonathan Majors. So I just, uh, of course, we hope it's not true. We want everyone to be safe and happy. But if it comes out that this did happen, like, it's everything has got to be canceled with him in it, right? Like, you can't, you can't push movies, at least with him front facing, like going out into the press and all of this, like he would, that this we this might be the last we're seeing of him. Yeah, jeez, and to have it like come crash like so suddenly. I know. I mean, I, I again, we just hope that what the truth. We hope that whatever truth there is comes out, and right. justice is served if there is justice to be served. Right. Yes. 
Um, we have been avoiding this topic for weeks. It's not triggering, so but it's very <laughs> annoying. But I'm talking about it because I think it's over. Annoying warning. Annoying warning, absolutely. Selena Gomez has spoken out against the hate Haley Bieber has been receiving. Haley Bieber reached out to me and let me know that she has been receiving death threats and such hateful ne- negativity. I've always advocated for kindness and really want this all to stop. Apparently, there was some sort of TikTok misunderstanding and or shade being thrown their way uh, from one another's team. It seems more like the fans were upset with each other and reading into everything that either Selena Gomez was doing or Hailey Bieber was doing and like pitting them against each other just because I guess they both dated or married Justin Bieber. And we couldn't care less about this, honestly. I just am so glad that it's over. I am so, uh, because for the past couple weeks, people come in the chat and they're just like, are you team uh, Selena or team Haley? And we're just like, guys, we, we do not care. Don't care. Like, I don't even know like what any of this is about. Does anyone know what this is about? I think there was a, t- the only thing I know is there was a TikTok in which Haley Bieber and one of the Jenner girls <laughs> said something like, we're lip syncing to something like, oh, God's timing is always right. Supposedly in reference to Selena Gomez having gained weight because of a medication she's on. And from there, I'm lost. Literally everything after that, I don't understand. All of, even that feels like a reach. <laughs> it, that's the me. thing. Yeah. All of it feels like a reach. And so, I'm glad supposedly it's over. I think they both have released, you know, Instagram press releases that are such like stop bugging the other one. And let's all let this go. Do we even care about Justin Bieber at this point? Like, just let it go. I don't let it go. None of this matters to me. Austin in the chat says trigger warning, annoying people. I mean, yes, that is the trigger. Uh, And while speaking of annoying people that people I think are more excited about, the Smash musical is finally coming to Broadway. (laughs) Yeah, is it though? <laughs> I mean, things are always like a now. It's supposed to be coming out in like 2025. Yeah, 2024, that, 2025 season. That is so far away, girl. Anything, you don't believe it? I mean, with anything in terms of like a Broadway musical coming or like a movie coming, like I believe it when I see it. Mm. <laughs> like I'll believe it when I see it. Wow. Like, how many movies were announced like this is happening and then the time comes and it doesn't happen or how many like Broadway shows Ooh. say that they're like Broadway bounds and then it doesn't happen. So guys- let them write the thing. Wow. Let the, I think the article should have been like, they're working on this with Broadway. Wait, hopes. it's not been written? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> to me, it feels like, you. why would you make this announcement had it not been written? But if it hasn't, that's Oh, things get announced before things are written. Why? All the time. Things, thing, listen, all these like superhero movies like get made before they get written. Okay. <laughs> I just don't understand it. Like, well, I thought this was more real. Um, Steven Spielberg. I wouldn't say it's fake. Steven Spielberg has a quote in this article. Smash is near and dear to my heart. And it has always been my hope that a musical inspired by the show would eventually come to the stage. We now have an incredible creative team. and I'm looking forward to completing the Smash journey, which began with my producing partners over 10 years ago. Wait, Steven Spielberg produced Smash? Steven Spielberg produced Smash. Do you remember the article that came out about, oh, I forget the woman's name, but she conceived the idea of Smash. Mm. And she she and it was a whole article about how like when you sell a TV show like you're essentially like like the trauma that you go through when like you're you watch your baby get destroyed right. because uh, she uh, originally conceived Smash as like an anthology series oh. where each season was documenting a different like musicals road to Broadway and were they real musicals? No, they were just like, just like- imagine like r- fictional musicals yeah. and everything. Uh, but then apparently when Steven Spielberg came on, he was just like, oh, but but that that doesn't make any sense or, or, or no 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 he said like that doesn't make any sense because he originally was supposed to be like Ivy was the uh, main star of uh the, the first season, what was supposed to be the first season of Smash and Steven Spielberg was like no but you need like a hometown girl to like be the person that the audience is rooting for and that's mm. apparently how Karen was born um and so and so then they you know she sold the show and then it became just like a each season then followed the same show, right? Which, you know, obviously not what did, you did not have the shelf life um, because how long can you follow this one show's road to Broadway? Um, and so, so it was a very interesting article that she wrote about like watching all that go down. Mm. I am just glad that it is a smash musical and not bombshell. That's going what to I, Broadway. when I first saw this headline, I was like, Oh, are they making a bombshell musical? Cause that I felt like was the rumor for a decade. The rumor was always just like, Oh, the musical that they wrote in smash bombshell, which is like a Marilyn Monroe bio musical mm. that's going to Broadway. That's going to Broadway. And even though like Mark Shaman wrote great songs for bombshell, I'm just like, I don't need a Marilyn Monroe bio musical on Broadway. Mm. Like I, to me, 
you know what? It might have been written and it might have been great, but like that's just not something that really interests me as a lover of musical theater. Like, I don't know. The I don't know. It feels a little 2005. Also, as a um, person in the world, I think we have enough Marilyn Monroe everything. Yes. Like, like we've really, really looked at that from all angles. The sort of like fetishization, fetishization of like old Hollywood mm. now, like, and it keeps just getting like brought back and brought oh, back. Oh, interesting. Back. I thought you'd be pro old Hollywood. I'm, I'm pro old Hollywood in the sense that like, yeah, it is interesting. And yeah. if it's done well, like stuff about old Hollywood is interesting. But like the people who will not let go of James Dean or like will not let go of Marilyn Monroe and who like worship these figures to the point of like obsession. It's just like, I don't know. Calm down. Like, (laughs) like do we need 12,000 Marilyn Monroe? It's been done to death things. Yeah. And so, so I'm more interested in a smash musical than like a bombshell Mm. musical. I would say, um, did you hear since we're discussing men who have disappointed us greatly this week, did you hear what Gerard PK said as as a response to Shakira's new song, speaking out after the cheating scandal. Did you read the quote? No. What does he have to I'll say? I'll read it for you. Thank you. <clears throat> it'll it'll really clear things up and like show what a wonderful guy he is, I'm sure. Please give as a good dramatic guess. reading. Act. Act for me. Eh, I keep doing what I want. <laughs> Ooh. The day I die, I'll look back and hope I have always done what I wanted. I want to be faithful to myself. <laughs> have you ever uh, look I dragged and will continue to drag Tom Sandoval through the mud for what he did to Ariana on Vanderbump Rules. But this is truly the worst quote I've ever heard. Like, I guess he is standing in his truth. But imagine being so self-centered that all your entire goal in life is to have not made a compromise for another person, not like made a vow that you have kept with another person. It's literally just like, I go where my spirit moves me. I wanted to fuck this girl, so I did disgusting, revolting. Well, Who is this person? And it's not even so much that. Like, he did her so oh. dirty, like, financially. Beyond. Like, didn't he? Like, what yes. did he, I forget. What did she, he do with her? Like He, like, d- apparently they have tax issues that have now fallen in her lap because she, I assume, has more money. And, uh, you know, he's, he left her living next to his mother and to her mother-in-law like he did her dirty in so so many ways and according to uh Gerard PK's mom they apparently Shakira and she got into a physical altercation after she helped her son hide the Clara Chia affair I don't really want I don't really know the details of this but the fact that there was a physical altercation I believe they're still neighbors and the son is going out with this kind of quote it just is so brazen like do you not have PR teams do you not have anyone looking over the shit that you plan to say or put out there like if you were that famous and a part of a famous couple going through a divorce in this way it seems like you'd be tiptoeing every word you say sure right like you know Reese Witherspoon and Jim Toth I think just announced their separation today and they had a lovely little nice Instagram post about it Reese and Jim called it a day Sure, yeah, but I, I doubt that that is, like, as tumultuous as a divorce as this one. I mean, sure, but it's also, like, no comments an option. Like, yes. don't say anything. Yeah. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything. Don't say anything. It's fine. Like, just be like, you know what, this is a private matter. It's a private matter. Thank you. Um, John Wick 4 did great. That's great. Rina Sawayama. <laughs> to that we say, Rina Sawayama. Rina Sawayama. I hope that she... Gets more opportunities to make great music as a result of this movie being a hit. Apparently, it's the biggest John Wick film in the franchise. I hear it's fantastic. Like, uh, film Twitter's loving it. Really? Yeah. Um, and, but I'm just like, ah, I don't know if, do you have to see one through three to understand what's happening in four? I feel like it must be no. Right? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. That, but Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the comments. Because I don't know. I don't, I've, maybe I have time to watch one through three because I really want to support Rena. I know. And we're very proud of Rena and only want good things for her. I didn't listen to the song she made for the soundtrack, though. Did you? I haven't yet either. I plan to. And Sawayama is an excellent, excellent album. Rena Sawayama. Rena Sawayama. <laughs> Okay, have you watched any of this Gwyneth Paltrow trial? I've watched little itty-bitty clips, okay. and that's what they are. Little itty-bitty <laughs> chuckles that I, I give. I am confused. It seems like, okay, from what I understand, I have not watched the clips I meant to before this podcast happened, but, you know, I was dealing with other things. A 76-year-old optometrist, Dr. Terry Sanderson, has accused the actress and wellness guru of a hit-and-run crash slamming into him while skiing on a beginner's run at Deer Valley Resort, causing ongoing injuries and then quickly leaving the scene along with her instructor. Specifically, he alleges Paltrow delivered 
delivered a full body hit, resulting in permanent traumatic brain injury, four broken ribs, pain, suffering, and loss of enjoyment of life. Uh, I was Paltrow says I was hit by Mr. Sanderson and he was at fault. I assume Eric Christensen, who uh, was our ski instructor, who was there at the time, who was overseeing the event. He said, I'm going to leave all your your information. And he said, you should ski down because my kids are waiting for me. So is that the issue is that she kind of like fled the scene? I don't know. All I've seen are just like the little clips of the uh, prosecuting attorney and Gwyneth like acting like they're chums, like being like, oh, I love your shoes. Da, 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 da. And That's, it's like, what is this trial? Like y'all are acting like you're friends. There, uh, one clip I saw that made me laugh out loud was um, uh, the attorney was like, and so this was this situation was a, a finance, like a financial burden for you, wasn't it? Like, and, and Gwyneth was like, well, I did lose half a day of skiing. <laughs> That is so very weird. And I, I mean, I guess it's giving people joy. And so we love that. And I know she's countersuing for $1, which is like a very Taylor Swift move. And But apparently she says that Taylor Swift and she are not good friends. But they were like, I don't know how this came up in the trial, but it's like Taylor Swift and I are not good friends. And then Kristen, the prosecutor, was like, well, haven't you given her like intimate gifts before? And it's like, well, doesn't she have like an intimate line? Isn't this like not a brand thing? I don't know. It just all seems strange. I wonder if she hit the guy. Seems like she probably did. I mean, you know, sometimes you hit people. When you're skiing, you hit people. Have you skied? Never. Me I neither. would never. I just think it's too late for me. It's, it's too like, late for me to do anything physical. <laughs> just like, it feels like learning a language almost. It's like, I missed the window of time in which I could learn how to do this. Uh, and you, you know what I would do, pass. baby? Put me on a sled. <laughs> Sit my ass down. Well, I don't think you're, you're not really doing anything on a sled. You're sitting. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but you're having a good time. It's yes. like riding a ride. Well, yeah, I know. I've been to um, like a ski slope where you could get on like an inner tube Ooh. and just like snow down like that. Give me that. I give love me, that. Give me a downhill, sit my ass down. Yeah. I'm having a great time. I don't need to like put effort into like the ride that I'm riding. No, the ride should be happening to me. I shouldn't be manning the ship yes and you, you never know? hear of anyone like dying in a sledding accident no, do you I mean, no. i'm not sure like some I'm sure like intense crazy sledding right. yeah but i'm not gonna do any of that no, we'll do beginner slope sledding <laughs> i'll do intermediate oh, girl i'm doing beginners <laughs> i'm being safe better safe than sorry um let's see is there anything else of note no i already talked about succession and how excited i am for it reese witherspoon is getting a divorce and we want that to, you know, be well for all people involved. Of course. So any other news for idiots you'd like to share with the people? I really don't think so, guys. We're one, we are, it's, you know, it's been a short week for us since our last podcast. I know. We, we potted on Monday last week. And so today. recent. Oh my God. So recent. It was like yesterday. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with more 2 Game Mats, the podcast. All right, guys. Yes. I'm letting you know now, this email in my heart section is going to be lit. I think you're overhyping it. I, listen. <laughs> It's very, it's just, it's just cool. It's just cool it's, news. It is cool news, but I just don't want us to overhype. It's just cool news that we were not like really expecting. What section of the podcast is this? This is email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart. If you email us at two game at gmail.com Two is spelled T W O. And so we got a couple questions. Mm. Uh, first question comes from Paul Rick. He says, hey, guys, my name is Paul Rick. I'm a long-term listener from Ireland. Absolutely love listening to your podcast every Monday on my walk home from work. Oh, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on the tipping discourse that is going right now on right now on Twitter, especially since Matt Steele is a server. Basically, there's a bit of a clash of culture at the moment between Europeans and Americans, where a tweet went viral regarding an American publicly shaming a German table for only leaving a $70 tip on a $700 bill. I can't I couldn't believe my eyes seeing that. Like I know the American service industry is corrupt regarding wages, but $70 would be like half of my whole week's wages, not even accounting the added tax, etc. Would love to hear your guys' thoughts. Keep up the great work and sending love from Ireland. Yay. Uh well first of all, you don't have to tip on top of tax in America. <laughs> uh, um so yeah, obviously like the tipping system in the United States is very weird. Um and not really right, I would say. I mean, they're, they're, everything about the service industry and how people are paid in the service industry is not right. It's a pain in the ass. Yes, it's absolutely. A pain in the and ass. it's confusing, I imagine, for international people. Yes. So there's no judgment there. Uh, uh, yes, of course. <laughs> in the confusion. Yes, exactly. Um, but it's it's what happens in the United States. Yes. And uh, so, and also, I, I will say, Paul Rick, like. You know, if it's a $700 bill, I imagine you have multiple people at your table. So, like, everyone is contributing to this tip. Right. Um, 
Uh, so, so all of that being said, um, look, I, I, there's very much an understanding, you know, working at a restaurant, like if someone from another country comes in and they don't tip well or at all, there's very much an understanding on my behalf. Like, okay, they might not know, yeah, they, might not know. they might not know it is what it is and everything. So, so, you know, I have a, an understanding of that. Am I still angry? <laughs> I absolutely am. And will I talk shit about them behind their backs? <laughs> yes. I absolutely will. I like I it, it's you know let's have a discussion on uh intent versus impact. <laughs> With this. Well obviously like if someone from another country doesn't know much about the tipping system and they don't know that like leaving a 10% tip is, you know, a very, very crummy tip. Um, it's obviously like you don't intend to stiff the waiter right. and everything, but still the impact sucks. Yes. And let me just say, I wanted you to have the floor because obviously this is more your wheelhouse than mine. Tip 20%. Period. Tip 18, I think is valid. Sure. If someone did a good job or the thing is, I actually don't even love the idea of like, oh, they did a bad job. I'm tipping less. But 18 is fine. 15 is not enough. And tip 20. Just tip 20, like, I realize it's odd and it's not, you, it's a different custom than you are aware of. And I understand that. There's no judgment there. But you need to, when ordering, think of, oh, how much am I going to tip on top of this? And that should be your barometer, your budget for the evening. So if you're saying, oh, $70 is more than XYZ, then don't order $700 for the table because you cannot tip your 20% on top of that. Like, these people are working so hard, so tirelessly, and are underpaid and should be getting so much more from us. And I, even if we did not cause the problem as the customer. We have to do our part because these are people who are trying to live. And even though they should be given living wages, in my humble opinion, this is the way to do it. Tip the 20%. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I honestly, like, I think anywhere from 15 to 20, like, honestly, from 18 to 20, if the service was good, is yes. per perfectly acceptable yes. and wonderful. Um, obviously, like, more than 20 is more than appreciated. But sometimes I'm like, I didn't do all this much. <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate it. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, the th and but the thing is, I know I chose this profession. I, I mean, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like my dream profession to be working in. But, like, right. I am choosing to work there. I am not entitled to your tip. You know, I, I'm not entitled to that. However, I am entitled to be pissed off if you're a shitty tipper. And yes, and I, yeah. if I am an American at your table, I will judge you if you are tipping less than 18%. And period. I and I am entitled to if you consistently come in and are a shitty tipper, I am entitled to give you my B minus service. <laughs> like if you are if you come in often and you are a solid tipper, like maybe all those extra sauces you want, those are going to be free. If you come in consistently and are a bad tipper, oh, you want extra ranch? Charging you for you it. Must. I was like, oh, I'm not going to bend over backwards. There's a girl who comes in. <laughs> Here we go. There is a personal. girl who comes in and she orders takeout. And obviously, like takeout is a different thing. You do, I, you do not. It's not like. It, you don't have to tip like 20% at takeout. If you do, we love you. I do. But, but like you don't, it's not like a part of the custom in terms of tipping. It's like a different system. Um, but so she comes in, she gets takeout all the time and I work behind the bar, which means that I also deal with the takeout orders. Mm. She, you know, comes in almost every day and she never tips takeout, like never tips tip, nothing. tips nothing. But the thing is, she is so nice to everyone and friendly and everyone has her order memorized for her. Mm. But because um, I am the person who is directly affected by her non-tipping, you know, I give her the service that I would give anyone. It's perfectly adequate and I'm friendly to her and everything. But she comes in and orders the same thing every day. I pretend that I do not have that order memorized. Good for you. And I say, what can I get you today? Do and, it. and my coworkers are like, you don't have her order memorized? And I'm like, I do. <laughs> but I'm going to have her tell it to me yes. again. And I will do it in a friendly way because I'm, you know, a decent person and I'm good at my job. I'm not going to be rude to her. But, like, I'm not going to put in the extra effort if, like, there's not going to be, like, a little dollar Absolutely added to that, to that, you know, tip or anything. So, you know, it it is what it is. It sucks. And, and the thing is, like, People think like, oh, well, I'm not going to tip because I want to change the system. That's and it's like, not the way to baby, do it. You not tipping is not you as a single human being. Not tipping is not going to change right. any system. So you just got to bite that damn bullet. Yes. And you just got to do it. Tip your servers. Tip your servers. Tip your servers. And something I will always say is what I've discovered in my many years of serving 
it doesn't matter the quality of service. Mm. People come in and they're going to tip what they're going to, like knowing already what they're going to tip. Use 99% of the time. Cause I have given awful service for like various reasons. Like it's crazy or like I make mistakes by accident, everything. And like, right. I'm like, Ooh, that service I just gave was terrible, <laughs> like by accident. And they still tip 20%. Right. And I have people who I like, totally bend over backwards for everything was perfect and like above and beyond and they still tip garbage. So like there really is no rhyme or reason when it comes to like, like tipping with right. some people. So people are going to tip what they're going to tip and you want to be that person, especially if it's a restaurant you go into often. I know. Cause they'll be looking at you funny. Baby, you want those extra ranches? <laughs> and everyone does. Give everyone those, wants those give, extra ranches. $2 to your takeout order, baby. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. All right, so the next question comes from Cole. Cole says, first of all, Matt Steele, I watched a movie because of you. Yes, the sneeze heard around the world. Oh, my God. To Leslie was incredible, darkly funny, and the ending was so touching. If you like Andrea Riseborough, then I recommend you watch 000, the miniseries on Prime. It is fantastic, and she's great in it. On to my question. What is a musical collaboration you would like to see, but you can throw reality out the door, despite any feuds, controversies, or scandals that have happened with the artists, or something that you can't see happening, but would love for it to happen anyway? Mm. For instance, I would love Adele and The Weeknd to collab, even though I don't see her collaborating with really anyone. Right. Thanks, Cole. What is your dream collaboration? Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I feel like there has been... Flutterings of Mariah Carey singing with Maxwell for a long time. Maxwell's an R&B artist, also big in the 90s. I would love to hear that happen, and I think it is pretty feasible. I'm trying to think of an unfeasible collaboration that I want. Because I honestly, I also wanted Mariah and Brandy to work together, and they did on the roof for the 25th anniversary of Butterfly this year. Um, I don't know. I think Kelly Clarkson and Pink should have a legitimate duet together because they occupied such a similar space when they first came out as like, okay, we are the pop rock vocalists who can like sing R&B music and have this little rasp and have like just the vocal ability to keep up with each other. They sounded so lovely when Kelly was singing with Pink on a few of her tracks on the Kelly Clarkson show a few weeks ago. So having like a legitimate collaboration between the two of them would be really lovely. I mean, my dream collaboration that I've been dreaming for years has finally been announced that it's happening. Which and is? that is Kelly Clarkson. And Steve Martin. <laughs> I mean, I, I think you're the first person to ever say that. I, no. I, I manifested that, guys. No one I, dreamed of. I really manifested that. But honestly, like I've also been saying for years, I would love to see Kelly Clarkson and Mariah oh, that'd do be something amazing. together. Just because I, you know, I, I feel like just like their their stylings would go so well together. Absolutely. You know what also popped in my head? Mariah mm. and Alanis Morissette. Ooh. When Mariah releases that like punk rock album or whatever that she wrote, I would love if like. Alanis was on there a little bit. Uh, I know we're saying it has to be feasible or doesn't it shouldn't be feasible, but I'm sure Mariah's still mad about the Grammys. <laughs> She's still mad about 1996, but I would love it. That would be cool. Like yes. Alanis singing Mariah songs. No, like, that would be so Ty cool. says Mariah and Beyonce. I would love that. Oh, of course. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I there are many collaborations with Mariah. And supposedly there were rumors and talk of her doing a duets album at some point. So if that happens, maybe some of these will come true. A Mariah duets album would be amazing. And oh. Kelly absolutely has to be an she option must. on that. She must. She must. Like, let's go. Come and they on. love each other. They have great interactions. I don't know. It'd be amazing. It would be incredible. All right. This question, guys. <laughs> this one, I was not expecting it to be as much of a doozy of an answer uh, until I arrived here today. All right, let's but go. This uh, is from Lauren. And I'm just going to say up front, Lauren is one of my best friends. <laughs> Lauren is one of my best friends. She uh, played Cindy Shettlebauer in the movie Devos. She's also a college professor. And she reviewed Cats with us on the YouTube channel, Yes, if you want to check out Lauren, she uh, was there for our Cats review uh, on YouTube because she is a huge Cats stan. (laughs) Can tell you everything about every cat character in the musical Cats. Um, So Lauren also loves herself some Disney and some Disney princesses. Uh, She... Had Little Mermaid thoughts. Hmm. Hi, Matt and Matt. First off, thank you for keeping me company on my morning commute to work every Tuesday morning. It gives me the energy and enthusiasm I need for a long day of professoring at Pepperdine University. I wanted to send this note to say I was very excited to hear you both talk about the Disney live action of The Little Mermaid. I wholeheartedly agree with Matt Steele that when you return to the actual text of the cartoon version, Ariel has had lifelong dreams of being on land. This is not just Prince Eric inspired. A lot of my academic research and writing centers on reclaiming the original Disney princesses as true feminist icons. To this point, 
Our brilliant Alan Menken wrote Part of Your World, and Howard Ashman said, Betcha on land, they understand, they don't reprimand their daughters, bright young women, sick of swimming, ready to stand. Ariel wants to leave the sea because she believes the land is a less patriarchal society. Spoiler alert, it's not. But (laughs) the point is, the song isn't about love or a man. So while I am excited that Halle Bailey is excited about their version, and she says it's about herself, her purpose, her freedom, her life, and what she wants. We as women are amazing, we are independent, we are modern, we are everything and above. I am glad that Disney is updating some of those themes. I ask, what update can there really be when that is actually what the original is about? Are we updating the film or just doubling down on updating a misconception people who are critical of a misconception people have who are critical of Disney characters? Also, I really want to know, and I would love to hear your thoughts on is, do you think they are going to address the subtle Ursula reveal when she casually drops, in my day, we had fantastical feasts when I lived in the palace. She lived in the palace. Please discuss. And I just have to say, Lauren really does know what she's talking about. She wrote, she wrote a big uh, thing in, um, uh, uh, she wrote on a blog, uh, an article. Hold on, let me find the uh, title. It's called "A Dream Is a Wish You Manifest Into Your Re- Own Reality," celebrating all Disney princesses as feminists. I love so it. Lauren knows what she's talking about, guys. She did her research. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I fully agree that I think that there is a misconception. Um, and that people don't give enough credit to like Ariel and also Disney princesses as a whole as being as feminist and forthcoming as they they actually are. Um, so I fully agree with that. Mm-hmm. Should we just go right to the exciting news we found I mean, out? Sure, yeah, let's go. This this is um, a, regarding the Ursula line. I did not know that this line existed uh, because I you know. I haven't watched Little Mermaid in a long time, right? But I love that you know very subtle. Uh, character development that is given to Ursula. I think that's like such a wonderful touch and it makes you as an audience member go, oh, wait. And then, you know, you don't think about it anymore. So it Mm. it just adds like more color and dimension and it makes you think, what is the backstory? So I do wonder if Disney will, in the new version, will expand on that backstory. Right. Um, I don't know if they necessarily have to, but still, there is that dimension there. But, all right, guys. (laughs) We got intel... We, we can't say who, but trust us, it is from people who know more about The Little Mermaid than literally anyone else on Earth. Very reliable sources. Very reliable sources. <laughs> yes. That, uh, not only, okay. Oh my gosh, apparently, do it. I'm getting to it. I'm building up the suspense. It's too much. Apparently, Howard Ashman, the lyricist, really wanted Ursula to not have just like once lived in the palace, but he wanted Ursula to be King Triton's sister. Mm. He always envisioned Ursula as King Triton's sister. So like a scar situation. And there were apparently lines that were written in the script of Ursula. Hold on. I believe Jackson sent us a text. Oh, <laughs> Damn it. God. Someone sent us a text. <laughs> um, there was a line saying Ursula said that was cut And for what? Because I was ambitious? Because I made a few measly attempts to better my station in life? Um, And Ursula had more dialogue, to which Ariel uh, replied, you tried to kill my father, to which Ursula said, oh, these things get so blown out of proportion. Mm. Uh, Those lines got cut for time. Howard wanted to make Ursula be Triton's sister, but uh, they never did that. And also, they didn't want Ariel to, spoiler alert, ultimately (laughs) kill her aunt. (laughs) We thought of Ursula. so, So they thought of Ursula being in the royal court before her banishment, uh, but it was never officially on their minds that she was Triton's sister. So this is some juicy gossip about people who don't exist, (laughs) (laughs) but still the Disney fans would be very excited to hear this stuff. I hope that, um, that was clear. <laughs> that one that still explained was clear. But yes, yeah, supposedly there was talk of making uh, Ursula King Triton's sister. And that didn't end up happening. But she used to be a part of the royal court and then is now Ursula the Sea Witch. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Now we know. I was originally thinking like, oh, because I had no idea that this like whole backstory was, you know, in the development process. So I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if like her backstory was actually she was the music 
teacher at the palace or whatever, mm. and she was the one that taught all the sisters how to sing, and then she was fired for some reason, mm. and uh, then so then she's always like sort of been jealous, and that's why she specifically wants Ariel's voice. Okay, that 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 was my idea, but apparently not true. <laughs> well, that's not the one. All right, now it's out there. Now Great. it's out there. I mean, not, it's it's not really official news, but it's, it's it's official from us. It's official from us, we'll, guys. It's more legitimate than that source that said Renaissance visuals were coming out last week. Absolutely, <laughs> guys. Walt Disney's ghost is speaking directly through us yes, right now. I'm sure that's true. Oh, the Disney gays are going to be obsessed with this. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Steele. Yes. What's been giving you moments, darling? Uh, nothing super crazy because it's literally, this is going to sound so stupid, guys, but to bring it back to the comedy show that I saw with Janie and working as a server, I had my first full Saturday off in, I can't even tell you how long, wow. well over a year. Like, And by off, I mean like not only did I not work at all on Saturday, either day or night, but like I didn't. Because a lot of times if I get Saturday off, it's because I have something else I have to go to. Right. I, on Friday morning, I woke up to a text message from my lovely coworker, Sam, <laughs> uh, who was an angel who just, he had recently come back from vacation and he needed some shifts and he just texted me the sexiest thing a coworker can ever text you. And mm. that is, hey, do you want the day off tomorrow? <laughs> to which I replied, baby, you read me like a book. Oh my god! And I was like, absolutely. And so I... Had my first Saturday off in so long. And, and I woke up not knowing what I was going to do with the day. Mm. I spent so much of the day just going on a walk in the sunshine. I love that. <laughs> Which I haven't done like in so long because, <laughs> because it's been raining for so many days. And so <laughs> so I got to do that. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do something spontaneous. I'm I, I'm free to go to Janie's comedy yes. show. It, it was just like the most wonderful feeling. And so thank you, Sam. I, I, I love your little soul. My, my little sweetheart, Sam, yes, is great. thank it's, you to Sam. It's, it's something so small. Because the thing is, like, I have many days off because, you know, I don't work seven days a week. But a lot of times I feel like I miss out on a lot because I work on Saturdays specifically. Sure. And so, you know, most of my friends work, like, full-time jobs Monday through Fridays. Yeah. And so, like, I don't get to do, like, some of the super fun like going out stuff that they get to do right because they usually do that on like saturday and sunday and so the fact that i just got to do it this week just it, it, I, I just felt like if so much peace in my heart oh and I, it, it, this probably sounds so stupid but like it just no. gave me the best feeling i <laughs> like, think that's hey, wonderful i love nothing more than a day in which i do not work <laughs> there yes. is no way i will say this is silly but the, the thing is like i've had many days where I don't work and everything, but the fact that it was like a Saturday specifically and I had no obligations, hey. it was just great. It was Satur just fucking great. Saturday means something. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, I only have little things to talk about this week, but I must give a shout out to the song Fly Girl by Flo and featuring Missy Elliott. I think it's so, so good and I urge us all to go take a listen. This is the group that Eminem K writes a lot of, or I think all of their music that's come out. They did a song called Cardboard Box that went like semi-viral on TikTok. They're a very talented UK-based girl group. And this new single, Fly Girl, is like a sample of Work It by Missy Elliott. So it's nice to have Missy actually on the track as well. And it's just, it sounds like a song that Nelly at least musically, it sounds like a song that Nelly put out in like 2003. Ooh, and it's such a good throwback that's not just like, oh, I'm sampling this old song, but like, oh, I'm taking the vibe of that era and like making it something new and like really reinventing it and turning it on its head. I've been excited about Flo, obviously, because I love a girl group and I love Emily K, but I feel like this might be their best release yet. Oh, damn. Because I love like some of their stuff, like a lot of all their stuff. I like actually. all their stuff too, but like the nostalgia, it just was like right on target with like, mm -hmm. oh, the nostalgia is great. And like the song itself is great. The Missy feature is excellent. Like these girls are going places. I can't wait for their album. There will be a listening party for Flo. I'm calling it now. Ty is in the live chat right now being like, yes, finally a Flo <laughs> mention. Ty, we've talked about Flo more than once. I feel like we have <laughs> talked about Flo. Flo was like, uh, was it a giving me, I think it was an email my heart question once and that's mm. when I listened to it and we talked about it. Well, Flo's great. Absolutely. We love Flo, so I have to give a shout out to them. Also, I just want to give a shout out to 
I feel like I've been talking a lot about Bravo and I apologize about that, but I have started Ultimate Girls Trip 3, which is on Peacock, and uh, it is the New Housewives cast of like uh, Portia from Atlanta, Giselle and Candace from Potomac, Heather and Whitney from Salt Lake City, Alexia and Marisol from um, Miami, uh, and I might be missing, oh, Leah from New York, which she's not like... New York is essentially canceled and she's not going to be on either of the spinoffs. So it's like, are we calling you a housewife? New either York way. is canceled? Yeah. They canceled the show. They basically are splitting it into two. They've recast the entire That's show. That's right. I remember you saying and that there was going to be like an old New York and like a new New York. Yes. But like, does that mean it was canceled? Really? I mean, I would I would call the original New York canceled. Yes. Okay. I would, I would. I just figured like new house, real housewives in New York would just be like the new cast and it's just a continuation of the... But Leah's not on either of the casts. Like okay. Leah's not a legacy housewife. She's not going to be on the new season so like her being there's a little odd I call that Leah being cancelled alright sure we All can right. go with that mm-hmm. um, I'm just excited I've, it fills me with so much joy to bring like to see Portia on screen again she is so funny and I realized the last time I talked about Portia on this podcast I was talking about how she stole a cast member's husband and it was an awful look it was like the biggest Bravo news pre-scan of all but she's just so good on camera she is effortlessly funny she is so winning and I will never understand why she is not filming for the new season of Atlanta right now like why is she not on that cast like what's the hold up is it a Bravo thing is it a Porsche thing I need her back on my television more often she is a brilliant brilliant housewife uh, we might be doing myself and Janie might be doing a spinoff podcast to talk about this season of Girls Trip on the Patreon so if you want to see that go to patreon.com slash 2 mats. we're hoping to upload an episode by end of week so excited to dive further into it and um I just am excited to have TV I'm excited about again, mm. like with Succession starting back up, obviously Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, uh, and then next month there's going to be the Super Mario Brothers movie, which I'm really excited about, despite Chris Pratt's inclusion as Mario and sounding weird, and then uh, in May it's going to be The Little Mermaid, and so it's like- And have- at some point Kelly's going to be there. Oh, you said Kelly, Kelly, I think. Kelly Clarkson? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I was just talking about, like, media to watch. Okay. But, you know. Well, maybe this will be a visual album. I don't foresee that. And media to watch. The visuals will be released at some point in there for Renaissance. (laughs) Yes. We're we're manifesting that. Not until they are released will I consider the, the Beyonce Renaissance visuals coming. Not until they're literally available to me and I can press play. In your hand. In my hand. <laughs> I will hold them, my phone, just like this. Like I'm Pocahontas cupping water. <laughs> It'll be like that. So I just, it's nice to have so much media to look forward to. It's nice to have this Costa Rica vacation to look forward to. Just, I feel like it's underrated the feeling of like, oh, these things that are going to bring me so much joy are in the offing. Like I feel like that can be such a driving force for all of us. So let's count our blessings, people. Uh, and then maybe one day I'll have another Saturday full off yes and I can like like consume some of the stuff that you just mentioned I believe that oh my god I believe that oh guys I hope you've enjoyed the episode we love you very much and we'll be back next week with more two game mats the podcast bye bye 